Truth Be Told weekly broadcast brought to you by Brother Edwards, the mail carrier for the Lord, the evangelist for the church with no walls. You are the church. The church with no walls. You are God's church. He says, upon this rock I'll build my church. And that was after Peter made his confession that you are the Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, no man could have told you that. <laughs> you got that from my Father in heaven. That's where you got that from. So with that being said, I'm going to build my church. He's looking at Peter. You know, a spirit can't dwell in a wall. Wall can't hold God's spirit. Seamen can't hold God's spirit. <clears throat> Only that which is made in God's image can hold God's spirit. And you are made in God's image. Isn't that wonderful? That you know, if you didn't know, now you know that you are made in God's image. You know, and our God is true. Everything that he's told us is true. And if it ain't came yet, it's coming. You know how we can confirm that? Because just a few months back, you know, well, let, let me say this. We as children of God believe and we don't need no confirmation. But a couple of months back, there was a man who was fishing and got swallowed by a whale and the whale spewed him out again. Well, that means that Jonah was in the whale and he got spewed out too. That means that Jesus Christ went to the cross because if one is true, all is true. Amen. Amen. So we serve a God who speaks nothing but the truth. And this podcast podcast is dedicated to his son. The truth be told that you may understand what God wants from us, what he requires of us, and what lies you've been told over the years that keep you away from loving God. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for blessing us, blessing us with your dear son. And because of your son, I can ask for forgiveness of my sins and my shortcomings and know that in his name they have been forgiven, that my prayers will not be hindered. Let us walk through Romans together, Father. Let us, let us learn what it is that you want us to learn. Let us glean it all. And then let us apply it to our lives that we might be more like thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans chapter 9, we're going we're to read verses 6 through 13, I believe, yeah. <clears throat> all right, but it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descendants from Israel belong to God. And not all children of Abraham, because they are his offspring, but through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as offspring. For this is what the promise said. About this time next year I will return, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had, not, had done nothing either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I love, 
but Esau I hated. Now, let's get a little insight to what we are reading here. Got a few notes I want to give you. So, let's look at a, it says, now, it is not as though God's word had failed, right? That's what we read. It's not as as God's word has failed. For not all who are descendants from Israel are Israel. We need to, we need to get some understanding here so that we can apply it to today. Okay, we need to apply everything till today. When we, remember now, when we're reading the Bible and studying the Bible, we're studying the Bible in its contextual setting, okay? So that means that you need to know what God was talking about, why he was saying it, who he was talking to, when, and, 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 and you know, the purposes and these things. You need to answer those questions in their setting, and then you need to see how it applies to you today. But you don't read the Bible, study the Bible, looking through today's glasses. You have to go back and look at through the glasses of those who were there because that's why it was written. written. That's why we have all the books in there so that we can go back and we can study. These are not stories, brothers and sisters. These are factual things that happened for real. <clears throat> Many times when we're reading in our history books when we when we when we were in school and you're reading about Caesar and, and these things like that and Nero, well, Jesus was walking around during that time, but they just separated so that you'll think that, hey, okay, that couldn't have happened. Jesus couldn't have walked on. Well, if Nero and Caesar was here, then Jesus was here, okay? Amen? Amen. So that's why we need to understand just because you were, you're a descendant of Israel don't mean that you are Israel, okay? <clears throat> You don't get a pass just because you're a descendant, so okay, of Abraham. You don't get a pass because that it is it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Okay, so in other words, brothers and sisters, natural descent. Okay, natural being being you know that natural deceit descent. The Jewish bloodline was not sufficient. It it was not sufficient just to be Israel be born a descendant of Israel anymore. That was not sufficient. Paul uses the famous example of Isaac and Ishmael to illustrate the principle of a divine choice. Excuse me. Remember, we read that. So he says, through Ishmael was descended, though Ishmael was descended from Abraham, God chose Isaac. In fact, God arranged for Isaac's birth by working a miracle in the darkness of Sarah's womb. You can read that when you you go go back and read that, okay? In Sarah's womb. Paul realizes that his detractors would argue that God chose Isaac because he was the son of Abraham's full wife, Sarah, whereas Ishmael was born of Hagar. So he submits another case, okay? Watch this. He says, he submits this case, that of Jacob and Esau, who were sons of one mother. So he says, see, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> you can't, you can't, you can't get ahead of God. So not only that, but Rebecca's children had one and the same father, okay? Our father Isaac. Yet, before the twins were born or had done any good or bad, in order that God's purpose in election might stand, 
not by works, but by him who calls, she was told this, the older will serve the younger, just as it is written, Jacob I love, but Esau I hate it. So when you try to make the argument that, okay, God chose uh, uh uh, Isaac because he was the son of Abraham that's, that, yeah that's why and Ishmael was born of Hagar's uh, 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 Hagar's uh, uh, concubine so he didn't have that but uh, then so what, what What God says he says wait a minute hold on let me give you another case then I'm going to give you two men that were two brothers that were born with the same mother and not only was they uh, my same mother but they were one and the same father but the older served the younger. Why? Because God wanted it that way. Now, I did a lot of that, that those notes and things just so I can say this. God can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it, how he wants to do it. And when we accept that fact, we're going to be all right. God gave us one assignment. He didn't tell you to change the world. He didn't tell you to change the direction of the world. He didn't tell you to go out and fuss and fight and hate on people. He said, and I quote, make disciples out of men. That's what he told you to do. And the other thing you're supposed to be doing is being obedient. He says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. Did you, did you hear what I said? He says, if you love me. So when you're walking around town going, oh, I love the Lord. Yeah, I love him. Oh, yeah. Well, are you obeying him? I mean, you say you love your mom and dad when we were growing up. Did you obey him? That's how you love him. That's how you love God. See, you are not just a Christian because you were born in America and America, well, America says that it's a Christian nation, but I'm, I'm, I'm starting to question it uh, uh, daily now because uh, there are some things that just don't don't jive. You say you, you judge the, 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 the tree by the fruit that it bears and some of the fruit that's dropping off some of the trees now is rotten. Okay, some of it is very, very rotten, but that's not our lesson for today. We're going to stick with this bloodline because we need to understand that the way into the family of God is through Jesus Christ. It is not by birth, not bloodline. It is by grace and mercy sent down from heaven. See, that's God's faithfulness. God is faithful. God made a promise in the Old Testament, and that promise is carried through all the way through to today. He is an awesome and mighty God. Paul realizes this. See, Paul is one step ahead of those distractors. So Paul, through the prompting of the Spirit of God, submitted that case. So now, and uh, by the way, uh, this verses that I was uh, uh, <clears throat> referring to, verses 8 and 9 about the bloodline. Let me read that for you so we make sure we're clear on that. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of the promise, okay, are counted as offspring. So the promise, see, you, 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 that's what we're talking about. The bloodline is not sufficient anymore. Okay, it's not sufficient anymore. It is it is the, the seed of promise, okay? That's where we got to make sure we understand it now, okay? 
and then let me let me read verse nine. For this is what the promise said: About this time next year, I will return, and Sarah will have a son. Now, through that son, that's where everybody's blessed. You'll see multiply the stars and everything else. So, how are we a part of God's family? Well, we come in through Jesus Christ. You can't. You're not born. So, just because you're born a Jew now, doesn't mean that you are. The son of Israel. You're not Israel. You're not the children of Israel. You're not the true children of God yet. Until what? Until you take the baptism. Until you accept baptism. Okay? You have to accept it. So let's, let me carry on a little bit more about Jacob. Jacob became the heir because of God's sovereign choice. Understand that. His sovereign choice. That's what I'm telling you. We have got to get away from thinking we can tell God what to do and we know more than God. God does what he wants. You have people that will actually say that when Jesus told the thief on the cross that he was going to be with him forever, that that wasn't correct. Now, you out of your mind if you're going to tell me that my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can't tell somebody they can go to heaven when he is heaven. See, that's what's wrong with society. We think we know better than God, and we don't trust God no more. We trust everything but God. I know people don't want to hear that, but the truth is the truth. The reason that this country is in the mess that it is in right now is because we stopped trusting God. We started trusting man and started living the way we wanted to live, and then we want to run up in the church house and hold our hands together and pat our feet together and say prayers and hold hands and tell each other we love each other, but we can't stand each other when we get away from the building. God says, how can you say you love me when you hate your brother who you see every day? Hate is hate. You know, it's it's almost like this world is, is, is bent on being destructive. We don't want no more uh, guidance. We don't want God's help anymore until we get in trouble. Well, I got news for you. I'm out here day in and day out, and I see people who love God. I see people who want to walk with God. I've, I've got, I'm, I'm constantly hearing texts from my, my classmate praising God, thanking God, praying to God. Uh, th th there's more of us out there who love God. Let me tell you that because we are, we outnumber them. You remember, you remember when Pharaoh, the man came to Pharaoh and said, they're outnumbering us. Let us, let us do something before they rise up and join up with our enemies and come up against us. Okay, well, what was he talking about? He was talking about God's people out there. Now, God's people didn't have one weapon. Not one weapon did they have, but they were afraid of them. Brothers and sisters, I gotta, I've got to get out of here now. That's my, my time. I'm actually going over my time. Y'all got to uh, be careful with me. I'm getting, I get excited on behind this mic when I'm talking about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I kind of got away from our lesson uh, today. Uh, but let me see if I can, can pull us back in. Uh, uh, we can go over a little bit. This is my time. Uh, we said Jacob became the heir because of God's sovereign. So this this relative use of hate is also found in Luke 14, 26. That word he said, he 
Esau I hate. So when we look at Luke 14, 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. If anyone comes to me and does not does that, what is that comparison? See, well, it, Jesus does not mean we ought to hate our relatives, but they are to love him so much that the love for his, his family appears at his hatred in comparison. You understand what I mean? Is that I should my love for Christ should be such as it looks like I hate my family, meaning that no matter what Christ calls me to do, I'm going to do it even if it means going against my family, okay? God loves sinners. John three sixteen says, God, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. The Lord is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Second Peter 3, 9. Second Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all shall reach repentance. May God bless each and every one of you. And next time we get together, uh, which is day is Thursday. Now, yes. So tomorrow, Lord's will, which is Friday, we'll take up Psalms, a moment in the Psalms. <coughs> Excuse me, and then come Tuesday, we'll pick back up in Romans, and we'll go with Romans chapter 9, uh, verses 14 and following. And and brothers and sisters, I'm going to get tell you something. I'm going to get away from this time. I'm going to allow the Spirit to run this podcast. May the word of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are our strength and my redeemer. God bless, and dear brother, you be safe out there on the road. Amen, amen.